You're listening to the Regional Update. I'm Jessica Strauss. I'm the WeedSmart Communications and Project Lead. And in this podcast, we catch up with somebody from the regions, whether it be the North, South or Western, each month, and we find out what's happening in their patch in regards to weed control. Let's get into it. On this edition of the Regional Update, we're catching up with Nutrient Cummins Ag Services agronomist Mark Habner. Mark is based in the Lower Eyre Peninsula in South Australia, and there's been an increase in the adoption of weed seed impact mills in this region. So we'll be having a chat about what's happening in that space, and we'll also get a general overview of what's happening in the region at the moment. Mark joins me now. How are you going? Good, thanks, Jess. How are you going? I'm going pretty good. Now, this is really interesting. We were chatting off mic about this and you talked about how there has been an increase in the adoption of weed seed impact mills. Can you talk us through what led to that, do you think, and, and how's it all going for growers? Uh, well, I think you caught up with, with uh, Marty Chandler back in uh, during harvest and, and one of the things that he said that uh, I totally agree with is that we are very good at growing ryegrass and... Um, and so needing options that are not just the herbicide options, but needing options to try and get use all the tools in the toolbox. And we've been through narrow windrow burning. We've tried chaff lying in and just been waiting for the, the harvest weed seed control, the, the um, seed destructors and the like to uh, catch up. I have in the last few days just caught up with the with a few of the different manufacturers or um, uh, dealers like the Case and John Deere and Class and about where where that's at. I think that case new case headers and class headers, about a third of the case headers are coming with destructors on the back of them. People are looking to put terminators on the back of class after a few years sometimes. The John Deere's, I know that they're only available on the S-Series. I think any new S-Series headers are coming pretty much with destructors. The X-Series, or well, X9s and those sort of things, um, it's not available yet, but there's certainly demand for it. Um, I was talking with a local dealer and he said that, that all of those, all of the people that have bought the X-Series are wanting them on the back, but they're just not available at the moment. So I think there's something like 45 John Deere seed control units in, on lower EP based out of Cummins, which I think Esperance is only the area that might be ahead of this, he, he thought. So um, we're, we're big on that. And it's, it's certainly presented some challenges this season with, green conditions and canola stalks pulling out of the ground, so putting stalls through the header and that otherwise wouldn't happen and that increase has a massive difference on wear rates. Yeah, so wear rates is probably the big thing that guys are trying to, they're, they're, they're certainly not, they're not as simple as using herbicides, there's a bit more to them but we need to use all the tools in the toolbox and uh, for trying to get ryegrass um, in particular and so the, the manufacturers, you can see that they're all competing for better incorporation of the machines improving wear rates and as well as being able to turn off if you break any parts certainly there's, there's a few you know, we'll call them teething issues but they've been teething for 10 years um, but that space you know it's an exciting space with the Harrington seed, seed destructors the seed terminators the uh, reticops and I think the weed hog as well I, haven't, I don't think there's been any weed hogs here but you know options for growers is uh, making it a competitive space. Super exciting and hopefully in the next couple of seasons we really see an impact on that ryegrass. Uh, but your growers are gearing up for seeding at the moment and we chatted about how your area is a big canola growing area with a third of the region growing canola each year. You've had quite a few disruptors in your patch regarding the introduction of GM canola as well as a range of different chemicals that have come onto the market. Can you walk us through what considerations growers are making at the moment? Certainly, this time of the year is very much trying to catch up with our agronomy clients and working through their plan for the year and refining weed and disease control strategies and 
and making all the merch managers nervous about whether they've got too much, not enough, or just the right amount of the needed products coming into the store. But ryegrass is still our major weed, so we need to be able to control that. And there's been a, a suite of other herbicides coming onto the market for controlling that with the likes of Overwatch, Matino, Luxamax, Devranol and Ultra becoming available as well as GM Canola becoming an option the last two seasons for us in South Australia. And uh, the Overwatch has probably been the most disruptive herbicide as it can be used at a wider range of, of crops um, and therefore different parts of the rotation, so from fava beans or wheat or canola and barley, where to use it. And using it, we certainly, uh, even though we'd been seeing it in our trial program for a number of years, we had a few surprises in its release year, as, as everyone is well aware of. I work with a number of other agros in our store and we all have different clients have different fits for where you put it in, whether you use it in the in the canola phase or the fava bean phase, if there's bifora has been a real changer having Overwatch. And then also GM canola has been exciting for us with the rapid uptake of, of TrueFlex canola. And then uh, on top of that, I think in January, the Optimum Glyph from Corteva or Pioneer, that's adding an extra dynamic that'll need to be careful how we use in coming season so and i'm going to have a little dip at liberty link canola as well so on how to manage that logistically but knowing that we need to be careful of our reliance on glyphosate particularly with a swing towards trueflex canola and you uh, like trueflex canola for being able to and and potentially option optum gly for being able to control in ryegrass in crop with glyphosate when the weeds are most when ryegrass is more vulnerable generally it's rapidly growing it's it's more vulnerable to to herbicide but Liberty Link's going to be a bit of a changer for us and needing two applications 14 days apart and trying to wrap our heads around the variables like the implications of choosing to go you know if there's a rain front coming and you might not be able to get back on so choosing to go seven days apart or not being able to get back on a paddock for 28 days we we had quite a wet year last year and we do get quite wet winters here and just trying to work out the implications of droplet size water rate time of day like if it's after five o'clock how it performs against bigger weeds and rate responses they're all i guess exciting challenges and there's just it feels like the last two years have been quite quite exciting but quite heady for trying to wrap your head around and working out how to keep it simple, but uh, or I think I, I have a quote that I have written up is uh, supposedly from Einstein, but everything should be as simple as it can be, but not simpler. And um, trying to make farm plans as simple as possible is uh, is an interesting interesting space, an interesting challenge. It's, 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 it makes it exciting. Yeah, no, certainly it seems like a very complicated task, really. Yeah, like you said, it's lots of changes that have come online only recently. And so I guess that's another highlighter too of just how important it is to get that planning right so that you don't get any nasty surprises during the growing season where possible uh, and everything is working to plan. So a good plan is important. And is there any other considerations growers need to be making at the moment in your patch, Mark? Oh, heaps. I, like I think this is, I mean, we're talking weed smart here, but with powdery mildew, I mean, south of Cummins is, is very similar to Esperance and whatever, and powdery mildew is a, is a big challenge, particularly in wheat for us, trying to manage that. Options like Brumby and whatever will, will help. But uh, I get into Intergrain that they uh, that um, sold all the uh, Brumby to Western Australia to Esperance last year, so uh, we didn't get very much of that. So um, we've got some unique challenges in trying to control the amount of powdery mildew, and that's making things challenging and exciting and and those sort of things. It's certainly a con- um, consideration. Going back to the weeds rotation and trying to get set up by um, clients rotation correctly is is. Um, 
last year was a, was quite a wet year. Like we we had up to two hundred mils of rain end of January, and then good for light rain in March and April, and top up in end of May. It was a, and then wet August through to mid mid November, which is is ideal season. Like if you're going to order a season, you know everyone puts an order in for how much rain they would like to have. We've been very very fortunate last year, mm. but it it also brings plenty of weeds to try and control. So the challenge of that we've got where we if guys have tried to grow too much cereal. Uh, or haven't quite got their weed control right, they've paid a high price for that and can see the cost in, in missed out on yield um, because of the, the extra ryegrass in particular. But, you know, there's marshmallow and sour thistle and prickly lettuce and those sort of things um, sneaking in with over the summer and, and, uh, and through, the, through the season if there's gaps in the rotation. So we are very canola-focused because it grows over the whole range of um, soil patch that we get here. We, yep. we can go from fours to eight, and a half, and sometimes even within a paddock, having you know, you can, pH can change by three points and sort of thing. So um, canola grows over that whole range, whereas the pulse is a bit is a bit more of a challenge for us. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you so much for giving us an update on your region. Is there any final tips or things you wanted to mention, Mark? Uh, I don't have any any particular um, tips, but uh, fingers crossed that everyone gets some good rain coming up to a good break in the. In the next month, get some good opening rains would be fantastic. And uh, into into April, um, I wish everyone luck with uh, with the season ahead. It's uh, ag certainly an exciting space to be in at the moment, where there's there's a lot of options, and options means choices, and um, it's exciting. We're going to have you know those choices have big consequences, and that's exciting if you're doing your job well. So I think that uh, agronomists are becoming an important it's important it's always been an important role but it's, I feel like it's as important as ever getting that right and there's the future of ag is, is exciting certainly is all right well fingers crossed like you said thank you so much mark cheers jess thank you